Hi, everyone. We are back. Uh, it's probably not Monday when this releases. It could be, I guess. Um, today? Not today. No. Today is not Monday. And I'm with Papa Boner, if you couldn't tell already. Hi. Um, I haven't been on this show in so long, I forgot what it was. Goodness. So, we wanted to do a little bonus episode because, as you guys know, season one ended, but with everything that's going on in the world, we thought it was time for a little bit of it's hard to come out because this is hard, if you will. It's hard. It's confusing. It's a mess. It's nothing I've ever seen. It's crazy. Um, So we just have a few things. We had some questions on social media um, that we prompted for. We asked what was hard for you guys right now. Um, Obviously, we have our own feelings, and that kind of takes me in to something that I thought about last night. Um, And I've been reading and I've been writing. I've been listening to a lot of Brene Brown, so she's going to come up a lot in this podcast. So be prepared because now she has her own podcast. Um, but I've been reading a lot of her stuff too. And I think that it's been really resonating lately. Um, but disclaimer, I'm not an expert. I don't have all the answers and I don't know if anyone does, but just like you, I have felt every possible emotion these past few weeks. I've had every conversation. I've contemplated every circumstance. I've felt fear. I've bawled my eyes out. I've been just downright mad. I've also, though, been hopeful, positive, optimistic, and accepted things for exactly how they are. So what it's felt like is three weeks, a billion different emotions, and each day looking drastically different than the one before. This is so hard, and I feel like I've been feeling this thing, and Dad, you kind of said it the other day too, is someone just help us and are we ever going to wake up from this nightmare? Are we going to wake up tomorrow and it's all going to be over? I'll say it again. I don't have the answers. I can't fix you or your feelings, but I hope this episode will make you feel less alone and distant in a world practicing social isolation and distancing. I hope this episode will bring you moments of, wow, I felt that exact same way. And I hope when you listen, you're nodding along your head and saying, "Mm mm-hmm, because all of it is hitting home. Because the one sure thing is, we're all in this together, and you're definitely not alone in anything that you're feeling. So this is hard, but we're going to talk through it and talk about our feelings, and um, hopefully some of that will resonate, and then also things that people on social media are feeling, and... I just hope that everyone feels and knows that they're not alone in this time and that we really are all just struggling or trying to be optimistic or working through things. So, yeah, let's do it. Are you ready? We, I, I'm, I'm more than ready and more than confused, and I have no idea what day it is. You said three weeks? I, yeah, really? I've been here for three weeks. Three weeks? I, wow. Mm-hmm. So that's been, I think, the biggest adjustment for me is I moved home uh, three weeks ago, now almost four weeks ago, um, uh, from college. And it's my last semester of my senior year. 
had to cancel my spring break trip, which, you know, in hindsight, all these things, of course, don't matter as much as the people struggling and people on the front lines that are going through what they're going through. Um, it's just something that, you know, Brene Brown said in her podcast that you, you do have to have empathy for yourself in these moments. Um, it's very important that although there are people out there that in, you know, a certain relativeness or, you know, spectrum, maybe struggling harder than you or going through something more severe than you, that doesn't mean that your feelings are not valid and that the way that you feel is, is not okay. Um, it's hard to have your life that you expected things to be a certain way. It's hard for that to just be taken away. We thought that our graduation was, you know, set in stone. We thought that was never going to change. And we got an email yesterday that it's canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, we thought that, you know, I thought my catwalk fashion show would be hosted on May 3rd and I wouldn't have to worry about it. I just got to meet every deadline before that. And it got postponed and it could get canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, we, you know, we just thought we'd be at college right now, spending the last semester with our friends. We thought we'd be in classes, doing normal life, and it, life just looked so different just three weeks ago. Um, and now there's this new normal that a lot of people are feeling confused about because it's not normal. But we have to make it a new normal. Um, I think you're just talking about being true to yourself. You have to be true to who you are and to what you believe in in the sense of everybody's got empathy for people that are suffering mm -hmm. no matter whether it's a disease that's rampantly walking through the United States or the world or it's an economy now that's that's tanking in the sense that it's being created by this disease um, which can affect people in, in really a bad way as well I mean you have a double punch situation going here that is something that you, obviously you've never been through. I haven't been through it in my life where it's like this. I've been through recessions. I've been through downturns. I've been through many flu epidemics. I've been through all we, nuclear, you know, we had to hide under our desks when we were kids. Um, it, in some senses, though, I feel like it's not such a bad thing either. There's messages being sent that people are spending more time together. People are having to spend more time together um, and discuss things instead of being on their phones and their computers and all these things, even though that's what we're all doing right now. Mm -hmm. um, and having conversations and going back to living a life that was one of my, when I grew up, this is the way our life was, although we were outside all the time. This is the way life was, is you had dinner at a certain time with your family. You waited for your dad to get home from work. Um, uh, if you watched the news, it was on one of the news channels, and it was news. It wasn't what we're watching now. What we're watching now is a disaster. It's a disaster what we're watching, and I can't tell people enough. Don't watch the news. It will <clears throat> depress you. And the sensationalism of that is just extraordinary. But I find myself talking to people. I talk to our neighbors when we're outside, or I talk to my customers, or I talk to you. We're all going to get through this. There's positives to this. My business is doing okay on one side of it. The other side of it isn't. But you, I have to recreate myself in business. You have to recreate yourself as a 20-some-year-old girl that is trying to graduate from college and not getting what you want. 
Mm-hmm. You're not getting what you want. Mm-hmm. And people are going to say, oh, well, you don't get to go to your graduation. Big deal. I'm suffering. I'm suffering because I don't have a job and I don't have these things. It's not because you don't feel sorry for those people. Mm-hmm. But the way this world works is, is that some people have jobs and some people don't. And the people that have it have empathy and they pick those other people up. Mm-hmm. It still works the same way. It's interesting what you said about like you, you're not getting what you want. And I think... That's something that I've struggled with in this whole thing is feeling like, why am I disappointed about a giant, you know, over-the-top graduation celebration where all my well, friends Because you and worked family. hard for it and you should yeah. be upset. Yeah, and I agree. But, you know, that's, that's what I've been battling is this one side of me that's like, don't feel so sorry for yourself. Like, you know, pick yourself up and get over it. And then this other side of like, but that's how I feel. And... I did work really hard. I spent four years of my life dedicated, you know, dedicating my life to school. It is hard to, you know, kind of say goodbye to that and just things not going the way that you anticipated. And I think when, you know, kind of going back as well to you saying I've never experienced something like this, that might have been also one of the hardest things. I think in the beginning of all of this, it was the fact that no one had any answers and not even my parents knew what to say Mm. and you as a kid who you know was raised looking up to my parents and and going to them for everything when they didn't even know what was going on I was like oh crap this is gonna be bad yeah um I lost it a couple times in that sense just because I was like I don't like how do we not have any answers like how do we not know anything Um, But that I've really gotten used to now is just this whole idea of, like, we really don't know. And it's interesting to live in that because a lot of people try to know and they try to say they know or they're, you know, putting things out there that it it is what they know at this moment. But with projections, but they're changing so rapidly that... It's an interesting place to be where collectively as a whole, we really have no idea. Well, I I just, the more I thought about it and the more I think about it, and I didn't even prepare for this show. Paige never prepares me because she likes me to not be prepared. Um, But the more I think about it is um, it's a slap of reality. It's a slap of reality for a lot of different reasons and, 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 there's messages being sent by people. There's messages being sent that you need to slow down. You know, we go back mm-hmm. to when I had my problems and, and had my accident. There was a message sent to me. It hurt to, <laughs> to slow down. And I think somebody's saying, listen, America, listen, the world. You guys got to slow down. You got to stop doing these things. I mean, look at all the things that we're figuring out about our country um, and, and the manufacturing we can do in this country and how dependent we are on other countries to do all the things for us. We're supposed to be this great um, leader of the world, and we're, we're not leading the world. We, we let things go. It makes me think, too, about, you know, you said slowing down, and, and it's almost like this reality check or like a slap in the face, like, you know, kind of get it together. And that was this quote I read last night in Rising Strong, Brene Brown's book. Um And it says it's so hard to be face down on the arena floor. By the arena floor, she means, you know, her whole thing is like get in the arena. So fight for your, you know, fight for yourself and um, what you want. And 
everything, but that's pretty much like being in the arena. It's so hard to be face down on the arena floor, but if you open your eyes when you're down there and take a minute to look around, you get a completely new perspective on the world. You see things that you don't see when you're standing tall. You see more struggle, more conflict and suffering. It can make you more compassionate if you open your eyes and look around while you're down there. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's all about getting pushed around and, and, and losing. You got to lose. You got to figure out how to lose. You got to figure out how losing feels so that when you rise up and you win again, you appreciate the fact that you've been kicked in the face and you know how it feels. Yeah. Um, breaking up with people or whatever it is, this is 10 times that. There's mm-hmm. people dying all over the place. But at the same time, you can't be that person, as far as my opinion goes, and I'm no expert either, but my opinion goes is that you can't be that person that thinks, well, all of these people are dying and that we should be doing more. Well, we, how much more can we do? What you can do is support your local uh, charities or support your local doctors or support. Just do those things. Pray for people. Do what you can to help. Some people don't have the money to to give to whatever different things, but that doesn't make you any better that you talk about it more. Mm-hmm. It's the human race. Yeah. People die and people stay alive. It's the way it works. It's cold. It's cold reality we're dealing with here. And it sucks. I've never seen this before. I'm sure that scares the hell out of you, but I'm living this just like you guys are. But it's a cold reality that, that the survivors do have to come out of their cocoons sooner or later, hmm. and they got to pull everybody up by their bootstraps and say, we're the survivors of this COVID-19 situation. We feel terrible for the people that we lost, but we have to keep this country going. I think... When you take a second to look at the helpers, I think there, I don't know where this was that I had heard this, but it was something about look for the helpers. So in the news, like, you know, look for the helpers, look for the people that are doing good and being helpful and all that stuff. But also look for the people in your life who are showing up in a different way. And it might just be the things that they're saying. Um, Like when you're, when you get the news that, Graduation is canceled, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, when I told, you know, my family and, you know, Jack and other people, it was interesting to see people's responses and how much they care about that. And they care so much about you that they say these things, you know, it's in just like validating like, yeah, that does really suck. And it's also interesting to see like, cause that shows, you know, how much people care for you. And then my boss, Kelly, actually responded, and she's like, well, if you can't have graduation, then we're having it at camp. She's like, we'll throw a party at camp with all your friends and family, and we'll do graduation that way. And I think when, as we watch these things unfold, and as people are, you know, getting, you know, losing certain things in their life that they want to do, or um, going through these really tough times with, you know, financial things, or jobs, or whatever it may be, you see people rising up in a different way. And there's so many different scales of that. Um, You see people in your personal life that, you know, say one little thing and it makes you feel like, oh, they really care. Or you see people that are donating a ton of food and making all this food and delivering it to these places, making masks, like donating money, whatever they can do. 
Um, you see the helpers and you see the people that show the love and spread the love. And that gives us hope. And it, like you said, kind of opens up our eyes or, you know, makes us come together in a way that maybe we wouldn't have before. Um, and it's not worth it for the the lives of other people. It's, you know, we should be doing that no matter what. And we just shouldn't have to lose a bunch of lives yeah, to do that. Exactly. But. That's the part of this that I say is a slap in the face is that people don't understand that they, we should be standing up for the first responders whenever we can in the beginning. And part of that is having these supplies for them. That's not an American thing. That's not people that didn't get the supplies for the first responders for the nurses and everybody that's there it's 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 people that messed up on on having a plan in in the government to make sure they did this now did they screw up yeah but fix it yeah let's quit talking about what's wrong and let's start talking about what's right think about all these things like you're saying that came out of there are coming out of this with all these companies and i i didn't even know half of these companies existed <laughs> that are coming up with masks and and how to sanitize masks that you can sanitize 20 times. I mean, how unbelievable is that? And these are all American companies. These are American people mm-hmm. that, that have small businesses that nobody probably knew about. And they're all coming to the top of the crop and saying, we're right here. We've been here. the whole." I know they are. They're saying, we've been here the whole time. You guys have just been ignoring us. Mm-hmm. Well, how many people have been here the whole time and we've just been ignoring them? Yeah. But it doesn't even matter, you know, at this point, because it's, you know, nothing we can do about the past. But it's so cool if you look at it that way and you see all those people and those companies that step up in a way that not only, I mean, it helps their business too, but it's also, they're just, they're here to help because they have the resources, they have the ability, they have the time. So why wouldn't they help? Um well, and it helps our businesses, but at the same time, it's like we were talking earlier about stuff. As long as you, you know, part of this, this gig that we're going through and part of this thing we're going through is employing people that lost their jobs or keeping them employed. Our company's keeping all of our employees and, and, and we're going and doing what we have to do to keep them. Mm-hmm. That is as much a big deal as anything. That's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay because we're putting money in their pocket so they can live their life. Mm-hmm. And so maybe then they can take care of a family member that lost their job mm-hmm. or a family member that lost their husband, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Part of this machine that we work for and work towards and live in is economic, you know, and, and that feeds down the chain or up the chain, however you look at it to make more people come together as well. And it makes this whole machine work and roll down the road the way it was rolling down the road. Right now it only has two spokes on the tire, but we'll get there. It's just it's just one of those things where I've never seen something shut down so hard as far as an economy goes and as far as the country goes. And I, I, listen, I'm all on board for a lot of this. I am not against any of it. I think you had to shut down a certain amount of this this country in order to get this thing somewhat in line. A lot of these guys, these political guys, are shooting from the hip. They don't know exactly what's going on either. And that's mm-hmm. what scares people. Mm-hmm. They don't know the future. Everybody seems to want to know the future all the time. I'm always kind of been one to look at the future and say, I wonder what's going to happen 10 years from now. No, I try to drive that bus. But, I, but the whole thing is connection to each other. 
And that connection includes the economy. It includes money. It includes being having a having a care. You you took we took so many things for granted that like we just never thought about right like we could have gone downtown and ate at a restaurant whenever we wanted or you just can run to target without thinking about it or do these different things or walk around or go hang out with your friends and not even think twice about it and now this whole thing of just like not being able to do anything and people are just feeling this like I mean, we kind of touched on it earlier, and Brene Brown talked about just your, your normal life gets kind of just ripped from you. It's like it's just not – you don't have the things that you used to be able to do. Um, but it's interesting when that happens because you have to adjust. Like there's nothing you can do about it. And so it goes along – was kind of how you would raise me and what you taught me when we were growing up of just like either you adapt or what what else are you supposed to do yeah you have to adapt to what's going on with the situation at hand and if you don't adapt you fail or you whatever yeah well we had a lot of people on social media kind of respond i had posted something about asking like what is hard for other people right now because I think, like I said before, one of the biggest things I wanted to do with this podcast was, like I've always said, is just reiterate that you're not alone and that people are going through things and you obviously might be feeling a lot of similar feelings that other people are feeling as well. Um, And so I'll just kind of like say a couple of them or say one and then we can kind of talk about what we've been doing or how we've been feeling about these different things because it looks different for us between me and my dad too because my dad is still working um and i yeah and i'm still in school but we're just doing it from our house our home we're doing it together yep um so that kind of goes into the first one which was someone said that they're struggling staying motivated and sticking to their routine and i was kind of talking about this, I think with Jack the other day, but um, it was about like kind of adjusting to a new routine almost. So when I first moved home, I was like, I have to stick to my routine. I have to get up at six every day and work out. Then, you know, shower, eat breakfast, do school, yada, 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 right? Um, and that just didn't work for me because it wasn't comfortable. It felt forced. It felt just... Like, I was trying to place my school routine in my home, and it it wasn't true to what I was doing. And also, at school, I would walk to the gym every day, and I would work out at the gym. But here, with this whole situation, I obviously cannot do that. So, right. um, I my advice, again, I'm not an expert, but this is something that's worked for me, and um, is figuring out a new routine. And trying to adapt it to where you are so for example I've started waking up you know about seven now so like an hour half an hour later and instead of working out right away in the morning I actually come down because it kind of uh aligns with your guys's routine a little bit more so <laughs> I come down and I have coffee and I do some homework while dad's working and mom is just like listening to our podcasts and it it that's, works because it doesn't nice. feel as if I'm forcing something or 
disrupting anything. It feels like I'm mending in in a, right, a nice way, and I also am able to be productive in the morning too. So I have my coffee and I do some schoolwork, and then I changed up like working out in the middle of the day, which is also a nice boost because with this whole thing, you're kind of clamped into one place for an entire day. So getting your body moving and I will advocate this forever and ever and ever and that's also because it personally works well for me to work out and get my endorphins up but um I've been working out doing my yoga my fit for me by Courtney she's still you know offering free trials so you guys should definitely sign up but uh during the day and then doing like at least two walks a day as well no it's amazing to me to why working from home which I do anyway but the amount of people that I watch walk by the house with their do- the pets are in Heaven. incredible shape right now. <laughs> um, Not ours. I, 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 let me let me try that. I, I got to go back to this routine that you have, and I I, I got to compliment you because I, what you were just saying made me think of it. Because we being empty nesters have our routine, mm-hmm. and you moved in on it. And so the first thing is is that you say, oh, God, what's going to happen now? Because I have a routine usually of being up at 5, and you have not bothered me one bit, ever. I don't remember you ever coming downstairs and bothering me one bit. And so you, you've done a great job of not playing with my routine anyway and I appreciate that because that I think that's probably causing a lot of problems at these houses that's actually such a good point and um that's probably why we haven't actually had a lot of conflict in the house I mean I wouldn't say like us three in general have a lot of conflict as is like we'll have moments where we just kind of bicker at each other but I've seen videos on TikTok and different things of families just full-blown, like, fighting, just yelling at each other and not understanding each other's routines and each other's things. And we're not perfect by any means, but that could be a big way that we've been able to stay sane is kind of just respecting each other's routines and also adjusting in that way. And I knew I had to do something that would work for me and it's different for me because in my house at school I'm always the first one up but I come here and I'm not the first one up and so that was an adjustment for me as well but you can't be the first one up when I never go to sleep <laughs> oh whoa <laughs> 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 He's making faces. um but I think that that's such a good point because I didn't consciously do that, but I'm glad that that worked out in that I didn't, way. Because, I, I didn't realize it until just now. Yeah. I mean, that is such a good point because it could cause, you know, irritation or resentment if you are impeding yourself on others' routine. So maybe figuring out, you know, a good advice too is figuring out what your family's routine is. And especially if you're coming home to a house of more than you know, just you and your parents. Cause yeah. that's where we're blessed too, is it's just us three here. Um, and I've worked here for a long time. So everybody's kind of used to that routine. So they stay yeah. out of that area and they're very respectful of that. Um, except for certain people that come in the house now named Jack every once in a while. But the bigger thing is, is that we have that, but there's so many people out there that moved into the house to start working that I know. Yeah. And upset that house. 
mm-hmm. and then they're on a podcast or whatever they're doing and, 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 and they're trying to do this thing and they think it's going to be quiet. The greatest thing right now in the world for me is to be on these training things and hear people's dogs barking mm-hmm. because no one's hiding anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody's at their house mm-hmm. and they have to admit it. It's great. Well, and there's so many funny, like, Zoom videos of people oh. just, like, the horrible things yeah, happening. The creativeness is, so is just wonderful to watch. I mean, it's just great to watch these people doing the things they're doing and to see these customers of mine pop up on the screen and, and uh, they're in their pajamas, basically. It's just hilarious. It's, it's fun. We saw something today. We were talking about it in our Fashion Association meeting. Um Walmart has like a surplus of selling their tops like their tops are selling they did a research which I'm sure a lot of companies could do this right now but everybody or Walmart especially has been selling a lot of tops but mm, like no bottoms because no yeah. people are putting on like their tops but then they have their sweatpants on the bottom and it's so funny trying new things too has been something I've done a couple times. Um, we went frolfing the other day. You went where? Frolfing. Frolfing? Yeah, you know what, what that is? the hell Fri- is that? Frisbee golfing. Oh, we used yes. to call it frisbee golfing. Oh, well, we've shortened it now. Oh, we have. Yeah, yeah. I was a little sore for a couple frolfing. days. But frolfing. Frolfing? <laughs> what is it? Ruff. <laughs> Ruff. 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 Dad, it's golf. But take the G out and add FR. This could come off bad. <laughs> Freaking what? Freaking Wolverine. Freaking Wolverine. Frolf. Frolf. There we go. I had, a na- I had a friend named that in high school. <laughs> no, you had a friend named Rolf. No, his name was Rolf, but we called him Frolf. There you go. Frolf. What's question two? <laughs> People not taking it very seriously as this person is giving birth in five days. So I would say, obviously, um, neither of us are going to be giving birth anytime soon, but um, it's a very serious thing. And I think it is hard for people who are in a very vulnerable state like that that are very scared and terrified and might not even be able to have their significant other in the room and like life in that sense looks so different than what they were anticipating um and that has to be an extremely terrifying circumstance well i think the terrifying part is going to the hospital yes you know that's of course. that's a not a good thing yeah as far as i know i mean we actually have people that i work with that we, we work on hospitals and so mm-hmm. we've we've been very careful about that um, and we only go if we have to go or send someone in, and it's a big deal. And I'm not trying to equal that to what this person's dealing with, but just the act of having to think about going to the hospital to have a baby, you know, what control do you yeah. have? And you're just going to have to trust. There's also just that, too, that switch of it going from being an exciting experience. Of course, a little scary as well because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's not an easy thing to feel right away, but... Going from being a more exciting thing to being a terrifying thing. Mm. I mean, you just are imagining this hospital as, as a scary place. Um, yeah, I would say the you know the trust, and I, I really don't have like all the answers for this, but we did know somebody who gave birth just like five days ago, four yes. days ago, yeah. um, and they decided to just leave the hospital as soon as they could. Yeah. I mean, I think they didn't even stay for a whole day. So, you know, and when the, those people had that baby, those uh, friend, friends of Haley's and ours, obviously now, um, th- th- 
one of the things I thought of, and, and this person, I hope they they hear this, is that the greatest thing in the world, and I think Jack actually said this earlier too, in this time right now, is somebody bringing a baby into this world. Yeah. It's fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. think about that. With all the things that we have going on, life is still happening. Life mm-hmm. life is coming right back at it. And that goes to show how powerful it is. I love that. And I think that's something that would be good for this person to hear too, is that at the end of the day, you're you're bringing a life into this yes. world and you're doing a positive thing in the darkness mm-hmm. of this and being able to like share that with other people too. Like we all want to see little babies being born and showing that this is going to end at some yes. point and it is. that those babies are going to have a long life and, and a great happy story and tell. great story they were born during this craziness but um i think that that is a very nice thing to say and it's very true and you did say that the other day as well that it just makes everything more positive and adds a little bit of light to a dark time and the first part of that was not take people not taking this seriously and i i really hope that by now people really get that it's pretty serious and i don't think we can really change people's minds if they don't think it's serious but it's serious and if you feel like it's not then you're probably not even listening to this podcast so i don't even know if you need to address no yeah listen there's always going to be people that don't take it seriously there's always going to people that be people that take it way too seriously you just have to live your own life stay in your own lane yeah everything will work out um it kind of goes into the fear too the next question or saying or whatever they said they're not doing well with is not knowing how long this will last and we kind of touched on that earlier i'm not either yeah i think that's the especially as you said people who like to plan and people who like to know the future and I think a lot of us like to know the future, at least know that our future is set in stone, you know, knowing that things will go on that we want to go on or people we know won't get sick and all these things and not knowing how long it'll last. I mean, it's it's terrifying. And we like to say like, oh, it's not going to last till the fall or it's not going to last. We really don't know. And I think that's something that everyone feels. And I, Listen, it's um, you live it day by day. And it, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, all the all the programs that they're out there say day by day and day by day, and everybody listens and says, oh, that's a great saying, live day by day. Well, you guys all have to live day by day because none of us know what's going to happen. But before this happened, think about it this way, and I've asked this question of myself, I, not knowing what's gonna, how long this is going to last, that bothers me. And then I've said to myself, self, why do you ask yes. that question, not knowing how long this is going to last? What, if you knew how long it was going to last, would it make it better and why? Huh. What would be better if you knew how long it was going to last? And, and, and when I think about it that way, I think, well, nothing would be better because I didn't get this opportunity to, to sit around and change things that I've been doing probably wrong for 20 years. So not knowing the answer to every question, as frustrating as it is, and I hate that question because I'm living the same way, it is what it is. We can't. We don't know. We don't know when we're going to die either. Would you want to know? I I wouldn't want to know. Yeah, it's like the same thing. Do you really want to know how long it's going to last? One day at a time. 
Yeah. And I, I like the one day at a time, too, because I think that um, I have started to really just dive into each day. And yeah. like just I don't even know hope, what day it is. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. And hope that each day I... A, my St. Thomas people will get this. I don't receive another email from Julie Sullivan, the president of St. Thomas. I don't want to hear from her again for a while. But <laughs> just Are like, you going to graduate okay with I, ripping you know, on her I'm right now? I'm hoping so. Okay. You know, she doesn't listen, so it's okay. And then also I... Julie! <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but each day it's like, you know, you just are like, there's little victories. Like this thing didn't happen today like we made it a whole day without terrible terrible news or this didn't happen or this didn't happen but um yeah just like making goals for yourself each day and you know trying to make it as exciting and positive as you can because surround yourself with you know I mean you can only surround yourself with the people you surround yourself with but find you know good parts of that or do zoom meetings with other people and you know, have conversations. Well, a lot of people have been doing happy hours. Have you been? Oh doing yeah, this? and yes. and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, you and know? yeah, we've been doing them a lot. You know, yeah. so I mean, you're getting to see people, and and, and again, it, the the whole thing is back to well, not knowing when it's going to end. Well, maybe you don't want it to end. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we all want it to end. That's not what I mean, but it, hold on to some of these things that we're learning. Yeah, I've thought about that too. Um, that I, as stressful as all of this is, my day-to-day stress has gone down significantly. Like, being that I have the time to, like, exercise several times a day and I really can't go anywhere, I get my stuff done, I do those things, I spend time with my people, and my overall, like, anxiety stress has lowered quite a bit because I don't feel like I have to be 5 million places or decide between 5 million different things each day. I just do what I only can do. Um, and finding that slowing down has been maybe one of the better things for me um, is, a, is a positive in all of this. And Annie and I had said it in the beginning, too. We're like, oh, for so long, we were like, I just don't want to go to class. I don't want to go to class. Now you guys want to go to now class. Now all we want to do is go to class. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, you really see how you take some things for granted. Oh, yeah. and, and I yeah. said even I, I, this keeps haunting me especially after everything that's happened, I remember I said to either mom or Jack, I don't know, I was like, I kind of just want my senior year to be over. You told me that, yeah. Yeah. And it it was about, you know, my stress with school, and I had a lot going on, and I was doing a million different things. I wasn't giving myself breaks, and... Your wish just came true. It came true. I, it haunts me all the time because now I am like, why did I ever say that? Why did I ever wish that away? Because, and I won't ever do that again because I don't want that at all. I didn't want that. And I didn't mean it, <laughs> but I said it. Um, and that's not obviously why this happened, but it is interesting. On a serious to note, too, way. though, on, on the not knowing how long this will last, I, that is the number one stressor, I think, for many, many, many people. And, and you said it earlier, by the way, when you said, you know, when things like this happen, the first people you go to are probably like me because I'm the whatever mm-hmm. and your parents and you think that they're going to say something to you that's going to make it all go away because that's what we've always done as parents and that's what you're going to do as a parent someday too. 
And when these times come where you don't have anything to say, really sucks. Mm -hmm. Because I can't say anything to make this not last any longer. It's going to last and not be shorter than it's going to be. And We don't know. Mm -hmm. So not knowing how long it's going to last, you're going to have to just figure out a way to embrace it, live it, write some things down, and remember, don't ever forget about what happened. Don't ever be, forget. We're going to be old and rickety and be like, remember when we were in the coronavirus? I'm still going to be around for that. <laughs> when I'm, I'm a, old and rickety? I'm going to be 150. I hope so. Mm-hmm. You better be. Uh, that's why I got you on a diet. Down five. Yep, I told you. Told you so. We kind of talked a little bit, touched on this, but... It's frustrating. Um, This person said that people don't seem to understand what social distance or shelter in place means. And I think this is something that's gotten better over time, too. Um, But it is hard because I don't think any of us really know exactly what it means. And it looks different state by state. It looks different county by county sometimes. It looks different for everybody. Yeah, social distancing um, is pretty (laughs) self-explanatory. But... The um, shelter-in-place thing is interesting because I was actually reading something about this, and that terminology um, is really from the shootings. You know, mm-hmm. the shelter-in-place orders is when, unfortunately, a school gets attacked yeah. um, by a shooter, and they tell people to shelter-in-place. That's where that terminology came from. Mm-hmm. And, and shelter-in-place is not what's happening, for instance, in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the same thing. They're, they're, they're saying that they want you to stay home and be home as much as you can, but you can still get out and go on walks, and you can still get out and mow your yard and do what you want to do. So the terminology there is actually uh, not good. Yeah, because shelter-in-place has been said or mentioned, yeah. but that means like you legitimately cannot leave your right, home right. at all. And that is not the order that we're under. We're under a stay-at-home um, where it's more yeah. of a highly, highly, so highly That's encouraged. actually a, a mistake by the government, the way they, they worded that, I think. And, and so pe- there's a lot of people that misunderstand it. Mm-hmm. And then they start looking out their window and judging people. The social, social distance thing is, of course, just stay away from people. Yeah. I mean... It, I'm sure, again, it's a free country. You're going to have a lot of people judging people on how they distance themselves or do it the right way or the wrong way. Just stay away from people. We shouldn't be sneezing on each other anyway. So just stay away from people. They came up with six feet. And you know why they came up with six feet? Because the uh, droplets from your nose, if you sneeze, actually go a minimum or a maximum of six feet. Interesting. Someone's going to Google and check me on that one. Maybe. We should do fact checks at the end of this. That's okay. CNN will do whatever. (sighs) Okay. uh, The next one was online school. I wouldn't know. I feel you. It is hard. Um, And I think a lot of people are feeling that way. We're lucky that St. Thomas put in place that we can do pass-fail um, what that is that? You just you don't get a grade anymore in the You classes. can choose. So by, like, I think it's like the week before finals, you get to decide which classes you want to be pass-fail and which you want to be part of your, like, grade. What are you doing? Depends on my classes. I mean, some <laughs> of my classes I got good grades. <laughs> it's We're still far out. We still got time. Um, nobody looks at your GPA anyway. Yeah. Um, for me, it's a little different, too, because it's my last semester. So, But I'm still trying, and if... I have good grades. I would want them to count. I understand that some of the schools, especially the high schools and the, and I think in the intermediate schools, if I'm not mistaken, are struggling with this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure parents are struggling with this 
um, because they deal with the children being gone was actually a nice thing. We always celebrated when you guys got old enough to go to school. It was like, oh my God, we get that break. So now there are the, the kids are back at home and doing online school and the, and the parents are trying to be their teachers. And, and I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of push and pull there, but even online, online work, um, is frustrating. We have some people that, um, are my age, um, and they're struggling mightily with this because they're not accustomed to computerized, um, video talks and all these things. Like I am fortunately, thank you to you guys helping me years ago. Um, I'm very good at my computer, but if you're not, then all of a sudden you feel this uh, in online schools the same way. You feel like you're getting behind because yeah. you're not as smart as your classmates. You don't know how this works. You get frustrated. Then you get in a fight with your parents because you're frustrated. They're frustrated. It can cause a big problem. So yeah. I could see how that would become a... Uh, and I think that... It's hard. It it's is. Hard. It's hard. I'll give a little plug to Hidden Pines. We're doing like projects every day and showing you know different ways to keep kids engaged and um, different activities that they can do and it's on our Instagram page and I can put it below um, so that you guys can see or get ideas because sometimes I'm sure for parents it's hard to get creative um, not being able to finish out senior year of college at college with your friends I feel you again um, I would you know I'm trying to figure it out uh, that's where my severe optimism self is Trying yeah, to there'll just there'll be time later in the summer. Everybody just take it easy. It's gonna yeah, work out I think we'll be okay. And and also just you know zoom your friends and and realize that every senior in college is feeling that exact same way, or a lot of seniors in yes. college feel that exact same way. Because I think that's something I've felt too. Is like sometimes I'll sit there and I'd be like, Am I missing out on something? Should I, should I be at school right now? Like, am I? doing something wrong and then I re- remember that this is exactly how it's supposed to be right now and that everybody else who's in my boat feels the same way as me that I'm not I'm not missing something or like you know I'm, it's not like I'm I should be at school right now like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing for the betterment of I think they should pass all seniors let them quit school right now and get jobs so they get on the tax roll just give me my diploma. <laughs> uh, being alone during quarantine, not knowing many people where you're at, um, that has to be really hard. And uh, yeah, I can't imagine how that feels. Um, that's that's like you know social isolation, like we talked about, and and knowing you're not knowing very many people has to be difficult too. I think that kind of ties into what we just said of remembering that there's a lot of people that aren't able to be around the people they know anyways. Um, if it is, you know, outside of your immediate family. Hmm, there's a lot of people that have grandparents or, or parents that are in nursing homes and they can't go see them. Yeah, exactly. So knowing that you're not alone, you know, mentally in that because there's people that suffer that way too. And um, I can't reiterate enough just like calling friends and zooming and con- being in contact with them a lot and asking for positive you know f- reinforcement from different things or positive stories and looking at good news trying not to 
put yourself down too much. John that's, Krasinski that's, started this new thing. It was like this some good news on his Facebook page. If you like John Krasinski, you should look it up. He shares a bunch of like good news stories and oh, it's super great. uplifting great. and happy. Um, getting creative and, and knowing that, you know, emotionally and, you know, friendship wise and people wise, connection wise, that those things don't stop and those things don't end. Uh, so. uh, the one thing I will say, though, is this, is that if you feel like if you are alone during this whole thing and, and not knowing many people and you feel like you're you're falling off the edge, you feel like you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, make sure that you reach out to somebody to get help. Yep. There's a lot of people out there that can help you, you know. I think about a lot of the people that go to AA and, and need those weekly meetings. Um, mm, and they feel alone a lot of times, and, and they're suffering now because they can't have those meetings, and um, that, that hurts them. That's a really good point. Um, okay, so Dell asked us, how are you staying hopeful during this time? We keep getting hit with more and more cancellations, postponed events, unfamiliar rules and guidelines. How can we manage and cope with continuous disappointment? Appointment. And I'm glad she asked that. Del? Because, yes. Dell is fantastic. I know she is. Um, she's super fantastic. And it's good she asked that because I was reading in Rising Strong, which I think everyone should read right now because it talks about just like rumbling with a bunch of different things, like kind of tackling certain issues. And I read Chapter 7. Um, which is called The Brave and Broken Hearted, Rumbling with Expectations, Disappointment, Resentment, Heartbreak, Connection, Grief, Forgiveness, Compassion, and Empathy. If we aren't feeling every single one of those things, I don't know what we're feeling right now. Um, and she says, our girl Brene says, here's what you need to know about disappointment. Disappointment is unmet expectations, and the more significant the expectations, the more significant the disappointment. And I think that's such a good point, and it's so true that it's, like we said before, we thought life was going to be a certain way. We thought we were going to have graduation on May 23rd. We thought this was going to happen. We thought we would be in school right now. We thought all these things were going to happen. And those expectations are not being met, and so we are now disappointed. It's just a simple truth. Um. We, I think we have, yeah, at this point, we probably have lowered the bar. But I think that it is, those weren't necessarily expectations. I mean, they were expectations, but they were realities at one point. Those were truths, yeah. you know? Those were things that were not wrong. They were not wrong to be expecting that our, you know, given date was May 23rd, we graduated, or this was going to happen at this time. Those were literally just the truth. And now they're not. So, um I would say that, and what I kind of read with Brene too, is, is, you know, leaning into those feelings and accepting that disappointment for what it is, um, but then having to rise above it too and figure out what you're going to put your energy into that um, can benefit you too and can change your mindset um, because at this point, there's nothing you can do about it. And it's okay to feel disappointed. Like we said earlier, it's completely acceptable. And sure. I think a lot of people feel disappointed in a lot of different ways for a lot of different reasons. But but you have to catalog it or categorize, categorize it. it. You know, what is that disappointment and, and wh- how, what level is it? Yeah. And also just, I mean, finding, you know, podcasts and 
And I will, you know, say Brene again did a grief podcast and grief is an interesting thing in times like this because you don't have to lose a person to experience grief. You can lose certain situations or things or just, uh, you know, anything that it is that you're losing, you'll experience grief in that moment. So it's important to recognize how to cope with grief in situations like this too and grieving those experiences or those relationships or those connections or a job or money or whatever it is um it's okay to feel grief in those moments as well but it's a good question and how can we manage and cope with continuous i i don't i don't know i don't know but i can encourage you to you know just dive into those emotions and i found that writing really helps i mean journaling and getting it out of your head like getting it on paper and reading and just trying to fill your brain with things that matter and that are going to sustain you for a long time because I mean I'll say it every time I think you raise me that you either sit there and you soak in it or you stand up and you rise above it and I've been disappointed about this whole thing in the sense that a lot of good things were going on as well and, and now I've had to reinvent myself and and get away from the disappointment. I mean, it's just there's no other way around it. You can you can sit around in your chair and think about how disappointed you are, or else you can recreate yourself and reinvent yourself and come up with new ideas. Um, quit listening to negative people. Yeah, and dive. You know, put time into creative outlets or things that make you happy and bring you happiness. I know Dell, you like to paint, and I think you started painting, um, but. Other people are, you know, doing new things or they are having that extra time to dive into things that they wouldn't have originally had time to do. And I started being able to, you know, spend a little bit more time on the podcast and work on things I've been wanting to work on. And um, everyone around me has just been trying to find new ways to be creative. We're starting a little book club with a couple of my friends and mom. You can really create a different mindset and try new things that you might not have had the time to do before. But that was a good question. Thank you, Dale. Um, and yes, then Anna's sister Zoe, we kind of touched on this before, but we can, you know, go a little further into it. But what are th- little things you and your family do to stay sane and not get annoyed with each other? <laughs> uh, what makes you hopeful? But little things that our family does to stay sane and not get annoyed with each other. Routine. Yeah. I mean, I think we figured that out. Cigars. That clearly, yeah. You smoke your cigars. Uh, we've been playing a lot of games, like just of staying off. Yeah, a lot of Rummy 500. Um, certain people who don't know how to play, but it's good. <laughs> so, well, he's also been beating you, so you can't even oh. talk. Um, but, yeah, that's a, we've been doing that at Jack's house, too, like just games and um, what else have we done? Oh, lots of walks and, like we said, getting outside and trying new things and I've really tried work to work hard at when I'm working from home on a normal day mm-hmm. or a normal week, I would spend a lot of time coming out talking to my wife, Jen, about what's going on at work um, or what happened or whatever. And, and I'm really working hard at not doing that right now because I shouldn't do it anyway, but I'm really working hard at not doing that because that's negative it's not good it's she doesn't need to hear it mm-hmm. i mean a lot of times she's my sounding board <laughs> but well we all have them right oh yeah mm-hmm. and good or bad and um it's just trying not to do that because it's annoying 
yeah, being more mindful of the people around you and that they're all experiencing different things and feeling things differently is super important. And that's something I've been trying to work on too. And I'm not doing a super great job at it, but just, I've been feeling, you know, this stress and, and sadness and all that. Um, but trying not to put that burden too much on you guys because you guys have your own stresses and me coming here is is another stress in it and in, in a way that you might not think so but it is an, a disruption of your normal life and what you've become used to in your mm-hmm. life so um I would say and I'll always preach in, intentional being intentional with the people around you and what they need and checking in on people like I have found to that um, just yeah. saying, yeah. you know, how are you doing today? And, and Jack's really good at that. Like just saying like, how are you doing today? Like, how's it going? And, um, really meaning that and wanting like a real answer. Like I'm, I'm doing good or I'm at mm-hmm. again, Brene again, but she talks about, you know, your percentages and where you're at emotionally that day. And I'm at, you know, 15% or I'm at 30% or I'm at whatever it is. Um, but even the people that I work with or my customers, I, I find myself asking them truly how they're doing. Mm-hmm. And we have conversations about business again and how things going with your business. And we talk about those things. We don't talk about what are you going to buy from me today? Yeah. We talk about how are you, how's your family and things like that. And we, I, I, not we, I forget all that in good times and, and, um, I've been through this before on the economic side, and, and I the other day I sent an email, and I know we're dragging out here, but I just sent it real quick, to a company that I first started calling on in 2008 when the uh, home thing went down the shitter. And I was sending this email asking, just checking in with them how they were doing. And I reminded myself that this is the same company that I walked into in 2008, and they did no business with me, and the guy had just let go of 30 people that ran that company. And he answered the door because he had to, because he was the only one left. And I reminded him of this, that, you know, I walked into your office in 2008 when you had one person left out of 30, and today you're one of my top customers, and I appreciate you. I appreciate you, I appreciate your people, and I appreciate what you did for me. You know, here we go again. Are you ready to fight? I, that's what I said in the email to him. And he sent an email back to me that was fantastic. He just said, Greg, you just reminded me of the one of the worst times in my career. But at the same time, he said, you just reminded me of how good it can really be. Mm-hmm. And that we can make it out of this, too. Absolutely. So. We're going to make it. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say moral of that, too, is just, you know, treat your people and with respect and kindness. And we should always be doing that. This is a good lesson of that this is how we should always be treating each other and we should always be mindful of one another and that we might get thrown into situations where we have to adapt and that's exactly the situation we're all in right now. We're adapting to new situations and new experiences and um, everything has changed. And so just look Don't out. Don't to laugh either. Oh, yeah. Have fun. I mean, do do silly things and be funny and be creative because... There's nothing else you can do. You just you have to at this point. You have to make yourself happy. You have to pick yourself up, and that can be hard sometimes, especially for me. And I talked about this with Kelly too. Is as people who are usually very upbeat and positive people, and it doesn't take a whole lot to get out of a rut. Um, it's really difficult when you kind of feel like you're in a rut every day, and trying to pick yourself up constantly is different 
and it feels different and it's hard um but you just have to in this moment it sounds harsh too but just figure it out you got to figure out what works for you because it looks different for everybody there's no answer yeah and if you're the type of person which i kind of am you're usually picking others up sometimes too um this is one of those moments where you have to accept that everyone has to have their own back right now and you can do little things to pick other people up but you might just not have enough for other people at this moment and that's okay it's okay to be good to you and focus on you um and it's all going to get better and i'm a big believer in putting positive energy out in the world and you'll receive what you put out there and we just say it's gonna get better it's gonna be okay it it will and it will and it will and it will and we will it 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 will happen i believe it i believe in will i believe in hard work i believe in dreamers i believe in people that think about things every day and have ideas and they then they put them to use i i believe in people that are creative Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs um all those people run this country with great ideas and it will happen. These people will come to the, the forefront and they'll come up with ideas and they'll, they'll do things to create better things for our future. And I also believe in the fact that some people uh, aren't going to create our future and they belong where they belong. Um, there's leaders and there's followers. There always will be. These things aren't going to change tomorrow, by the way, Dell, or Del. anybody that asked. Um, that wasn't dumb. I forgot. <laughs> but these things aren't going to change tomorrow. Social distancing and, and, and these things are going to be going on for a long time. This mm-hmm. is a new way of life. This isn't just August comes and we're all going to be at a Twins game saying, oh, that was great. No, this is going to be don't cough on me. Don't go to work when you're sick, which we should have been doing in the first place. Mm-hmm. So slap in the face. That's what happens. <laughs> It's hard, but we'll get through it, right? <laughs> I hope so. Oh, my gosh. Jump from positive poly to I hope we'll so. Make it. <laughs> hope so. We'll make it. No, I, I really do appreciate, though, people answering what's been difficult for them. And I hope that this, as much as Papa Boner and I are not experts, we are. But I think that's the beauty in this and the beauty in us talking into a microphone is remembering that we don't have all the answers but we can at least help you to feel and know that you're not alone and that um i think it's great that we can have people feel that they're a lot smarter than we are yeah they should feel good good about themselves because they're they're smarter than idiots with the microphone what are they doing yeah that's why i would listen to this podcast it's just because it would make me feel smarter than the people on it there you go. I like it. It's a great idea. <laughs> um, somehow we managed to talk for an hour and 16 minutes. So we did yeah. pretty good. So what happens when you never have me on the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut the goddamn thing down. We're done. We out. <laughs> We're done.